Right, it is time to talk about more serious matters than Barney in the Family Matters Stable. Uh, Yesterday, you may recall, we were talking about cyberbullying in our legal segment. Today, I want to focus on a different form of bullying, a far older form of bullying that is sadly still around. And yes, it might have morphed into some new forms in the age of social media, but it also still presents in the way it did when I was at school and probably when you were at school. I'm talking about bullying by exclusion, when a group deliberately leaves out an individual or individuals either ostracizing them completely or refusing to include them in their activities, not allowing them to sit and eat lunch together, for example. And why are we talking about this? Well, I received an email from a mom who wants to remain anonymous, understandably, describing to me the pain her daughter is going through because of this form of behavior. She told me her daughter has been part of a long-standing group of about eight friends, which has recently seemed to sort of subdivide. And four of the group members are arranging sleepovers and going on outings and doing activities together, deliberately leaving out the other four. Now, the mom in question labelled those girls mean girls. She referred to this kind of behaviour as silent bullying. I think psychologists might formally want to label it social exclusion and would tell you that it is manifested in ways like excluding people from WhatsApp groups, uh, shunning an individual or just neglecting to invite them to join activities. It is, as I said, behavior that is as old as the hills. It was certainly around in my time. We obviously didn't have to deal with the social media element that adds to the playground politics, but it was there even when I was at school, and I'm sure long before that as well. Our question today is, what do you do about it if it's happening to your child? How do you support the child who is being excluded in a way that still lets them develop emotional resilience? And what do you do if it's your child who is the one implementing the shunning? They're big, complex questions, and to help us unravel them, I'm delighted to welcome back to studio parenting coach Laura Markovitz, who has popped in to share some advice and insight with us onto this idea of social exclusion as a form of bullying. It's great to have you back with us, Laura. Thanks, Pippa. Nice to be here. And as I said, it's it's nothing new, is it? This behavior has always been there in some form. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it, it really has been around since, yeah, yeah forever. And I, I mean, just listening to you talk about all of that I think maybe it's quite helpful to think about what we're talking about Um, as you said this mom um, who's clearly in pain and watching her daughter struggle and it's such a hard thing to have to navigate it's quite helpful to think about what we're talking about when we're talking about bullying Um, and I think there are three components to it that we have to remember one is that it's unwanted behavior Mm -hmm. so that seems pretty obvious but actually it can be more subtle so it's things like well I'm finding it funny so it must be funny but actually the person who's being teased isn't what isn't finding it funny it feels laughed at um, rather than with it's also repetitive behavior so that distinguishes kind of mean rude nasty behavior which is as we both know very common Mm. and out there unfortunately but it's different from repetitive behavior that is happening all the time and Mm. can can take different forms and then the final element is also that there's a a power well a perceived power imbalance Mm -hmm. and I think when we're talking about a, um, a power imbalance it's it's important to think about well the implications of a perceived power imbalance is really that it's a sense of fear. So um, a child is frightened by this perceived power imbalance because if I do something about it, if I tell on, if I um, expose them, what are the emotional possibly physical and social repercussions Mm -hmm. of that. So that's what we're talking about. Bullying, and as you say, that's kind of 
age-old stuff and can be as much as um, physical aggression. It can be um, more, more um, as you talk about the cyberbullying, that yeah. sort of stuff. This kind of bullying is something that we refer to more as relational aggression. And that is, it's, it's much more kind of insidious mm-hmm. and, and, and harder to detect um, well, unless you're the person on the receiving end of it. Yeah. But it's it's quite a difficult um, thing to manage because how do we decipher what is very normal um, social dynamics? Yeah. Kids kind of having the, the, the fluid nature of kind of finding new friends, connecting with other people differently um, from how they might have connected with them before, as opposed to something that is causing emotional, social um, harm. Mm. So, yeah. Something so important that you've said there. I mean, I, friendship friendship groups do morph and mm. shift and change. Your your bestie, who was your Barney watching mate as a toddler <laughs> at four, is not necessarily still going to be your best friend in high school. Some Absolutely. people are lucky enough to have that consistency. But friendship groups, I think back to my own high school years. They yeah. they come, they change. You go in different directions. You get interested in different things and. You know, it's not always necessarily a deliberate exclusion. It might yeah. just be the natural ebb and flow of friendship. But it, yeah. I mean, how much of it comes down when we're talking about it as bullying? It comes down to intent that the person is is mm. trying to be hurtful. Well, I think sometimes there's intent, yeah, and sometimes there's uh, there's a lack of awareness okay. of your behaviour. Um, so, and and I think that's quite important to think about. Um, you know, you might be in a, a perceived dominant position or um, quite seeming quite popular and um, mm. yeah. P- powerful in the the social scene um and you might not actually be aware of the repercussions of of your behavior so sometimes but it but that doesn't mean you know it's excusable mm. it's i think it's it's incumbent on us to help our kids be more aware um and and realize what the repercussions of their behavior um and the words they are saying and the things that they are doing so absolutely there you know it's i suppose a complicated mix of mm. where you fit in on the social scene in terms of whether you are deliberately perpetuating something, whether you are actually doing it because you have your own, um, you know, I always say bullying behavior comes from everybody's got their story. Um, And, you know, sometimes kids are kind of um, excluding others to try and prop themselves themselves up mm. on the social scene because that's a connector with others to be able to um, socially exclude someone else. Mm. So, yeah, it can, it can be a really complicated um, mix of things. And I think as parents, we're often in a very difficult position because when our kids come to us with whatever is presenting, yeah, it brings up a whole lot of stuff for us. Exactly. It brings up your own emotional stuff. That's and for sure. Obviously, you want to protect your child. You want to help your child to, mm-hmm. to find a way to be happy. But at the same time, I'm always aware in situations like this, I'm not raising a child who needs me to step in for them every time. Yeah. Laura, ideally, you want to equip your child with with the tools to build resilience to be able to navigate these things themselves because one day you're not going to be there to do that that for them yeah how how, i mean what's your advice to the parent who who sent me that email who's wanting to help 
and obviously you want to help but but how do you find that line of of helping and letting them know you're there for them and you want to support them but also helping them to help themselves so i mean i think yeah that's you know that's exactly it we're trying to build resilience but it's very hard and i think you know i think the good old COVID has upped the ante for us Mm. in terms of um trying to find social um uh, normal kind of social dynamics that might have happened and here we sit so i think the social exclusion stuff and the perception of social exclusion has upped the ante quite, yep. a, quite a bit. So, I mean, to this mom, and obviously without knowing a whole lot of um, context, I, I do say it's incredibly hard when your child, whether it is bullying or whether it is being um, excluded because of normal circumstances um, and the normal ebb and flow of, of friendships, it's very hard to see your child in pain. Mm. And I think we have to start there. Um because at least if we can hold ourselves tight, 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 tight um, when the pain presents, then we are better positioned to pause, take a deep breath, think about what's coming up for us. Maybe we had our own exclusion stuff. Mm. Maybe the parent body brings out a whole lot of stuff for us around the social dynamics. There's a whole host of reasons, but it's important that we recognize what's happening for us before we jump in, you know, mm-hmm. I, I often and I mean, I, I say this, it's very hard to do, but ideally, that's what we want to be doing. And, you know, I often think about um, a toddler, if they knock themselves and hurt themselves, and there's that split second where they look at us and before they burst into <laughs> um, flames tears, or tears yeah. or whatever it is to check our reaction. And if we panic then we generally kind of um, instill in, well, that's what we're meant to be doing here. We're meant to be panicking. And so, uh, you know, saying to this mom, I I think it's really important and she should be very grateful that her child has, well, I'm assuming her child has let her know and speaking Mm. to her and that they are sharing and that this child has come to her. But I think to really get a sense of being curious about what's going on um, for this child and for the for the social scene you know if we panic and we do the thing of well we need to sort this out or um so and so is they sound terrible or i'm gonna phone their mom and i'm gonna get involved or i'm phoning the school to sort this out as my gut reaction and Mm -hmm. sometimes those might be options along the way i mean we different stories have different responses But as a first port of call, I'm thankful that my child is sharing this with me and I'm going to try and very calmly ascertain what's going on for them, what are they feeling. I will want to try and empathize with them about how hard it is and and the messiness around it. Mm -hmm. And then I want to try and think together about what they can do about it, not me jumping in to your point earlier to Mm. go right this is what I'm going to do so we want to think together with them about how can we try and and manage this situation and then just to add to that is I think very importantly to make their child aware of what they want out of friendships you know so often we think oh well I'm being excluded from something but what do I get from that circle of friends? Is this 
you know, making our children aware of kind of, well, what is good friendship? Mm. How does good friendship feel and look? Um, uh, do I like laughing with this person? Do they make me feel good? Do they make me feel excluded? So rather than getting them, how am I going to make sure that they get attached to this group that they maybe actually aren't that happy in, mm. um, to kind of think about, well, what is good friendship and what do they want out of friendship? That's really sage advice. I mean, if yeah, if 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 you are scrambling to try and get your way back into a, a circle that is deliberate, if it, if it is intentionally, deliberately, hopefully excluding mm. you, it's the conversation about well, why would you want to still be part of a circle of people like that? And in this situation, the fact that it's happening to four of the well, girls, yes, th- there's a friendship group. Maybe yeah, that's the answer. Is that your foursome is is there? Yeah, or not? You, you or know, not. it might yeah. be that those four kids. So what was interesting about thank you, and I forgot yeah. to mention that is there, that there were four kids who seem to be connecting quite tightly, and four who are not. And that is some. You know, it's not one child who's being excluded, or something is is going on along those lines. And as you say, yes, maybe they form a unit. But maybe they don't. And I'm not sure how old they are. Don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's about helping them be thoughtful about what they can do in these situations. What does it look like? Talking them through the difficulty and the angst of having to go sit with a different group because it is angst-inducing. Yeah. Let's not kid walking across the playground to the place you don't normally sit. Talking to them, thinking about it with them so that you can hold them through a very painful experience which potentially could be bullying or potentially isn't bullying you know mm. it's hard it's hard to say but whatever it is it's painful yeah. and it's and it's a hard experience interesting comment from peter on our whatsapp line he's asking is this a girl thing because he doesn't remember boys behaving in mm. this way and peter you're not the first person to articulate yeah. that in fact when i was doing a bit of reading beforehand it, nine times out of ten, it came up with reference to girls. Laura, do you yeah. think it is something about the way girls there, relate? Well, there, there does seem to be, it does seem to be really um, prevalent um, around girls, but I don't think it's exclusively yeah. a girl thing. I do think it goes on with boys as well, but we are seeing it a lot with the girls at the moment. And I think we cannot discount the role that social media is playing in that. Mm. Um, and sort of, uh, you know, I suppose it's a whole nother conversation, but sort of girls um, engage with social media and you know of course if those four kids are hanging out she says they're secretly getting together but you know if they're on snapchat and you're seeing their location and you're drawing the dots together or you seeing a picture of them together it really yeah it's it's a very um kind of it's out there it's very in it's, your face in your reinforcement face. Exactly. that they are there together and yeah. you are not there yeah. in yeah. a way that didn't exist 20 years ago exactly yeah, yeah. Gosh, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, remembering, uh, you know, mm. an, an incident of being excluded, excluded from project work one weekend. And only, you know, I only found out five days later. It's a very different thing from spending the whole weekend looking at your phone yeah. and seeing, you know, the rest of the group is all together. Why was I not invited to be part of that? Social media adds a whole level oh, so. of, of sort of in your face inability in, to escape it, I guess, yeah, is what I'm looking for. A- absolutely. And yeah. I think as as parents and sort of having to try and navigate that more generally and um, yeah, I was talking to uh, Maxine earlier yeah. about the tech and managing tech and all, all the screen stuff. It's, it is difficult to navigate it, but we've got to be talking about this. Mm. Um, you know, we've got to be saying, well, is it serving me to make them aware? You know, if you've um, 
broken up with a, a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whoever and you find yourself looking at photographs the whole time is that serving me and for some people yes it's okay but for some people it's really actually making it much harder to deal with so to make them aware of those sorts of things of actually this is painful and you know what I'm actually taking your phone away because I'm finding you sitting here and watching where they are is actually making this far more difficult mm. to navigate. Um, and so sometimes we've got to step in with that if we are aware that something is actually adding to the difficult dimensions that they are having to navigate um, on yeah. the social scene generally. Anonymous WhatsApping to say, I really feel for this poor girl, but she will realize later that they were not her friends. And that goes back to what mm. you were saying, Laura, have a hard, honest conversation about what does friendship look like? Yeah. What does it make you feel like? What do you want it to make you feel like? And if this is not a place where you're feeling that way, then maybe it's not the end of the world yeah. if your friendship circle is 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 changing it's a difficult place to navigate yeah. though um, and it's and not to minimize you know i hope yeah. that's coming across not to minimize this because yeah. it is painful it is hard um it's it's um something that i think as you say none of us have exactly the same friends that we may be connected with yeah. around body um <laughs> but you know it, it, friendships change and i think as parents, as panic-inducing as it is to see our kids in pain, it's very normal for them to go through difficult dynamics when it is bullying and just to maybe go there when, when something is different from maybe what's being described here then it is something that's very different. And then we're talking about a whole nother dynamic. Um, and, and every story has its own, um, you know, it's not a one size fits all solution, yeah. but that's when we are maybe seeing, you know, further down the line, how we can support this child. Maybe if we're needing to um, collaborate with the school or find out what's going on around the school, um, the school dynamics, what's actually happening in class, what's going on there. So, so you know, if it is bullying just to say then that is something that we need to take very seriously and can have very serious repercussions for a child's mental health and yeah. an adult's mental health um you know mm. so yeah Laura, thank you. It's been wonderful having you back with us again and I really appreciate the advice that you've shared today the very calm analytical advice and I think that is we must we must wrap because I'm very late for news but it's it's really I think what you've hit home on here is the need to get to the core of this and identify is this actually deliberate bullying behavior or is it the natural flow of relationships and uh, temper your own response as a parent according to that diagnosis, as it were. Laura Markovitz, <laughs> Parenting Coach, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Pippa.